Here's to the past, they can kiss my glass I hope she's happy with him Here's to the girl who wrecked my world That angel who did me in I think the devil drives a cool hell I watched him drive away over the hill Not against her will I've got time to kill Down in broken hearts Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. We're coming at you on a lovely, lovely spring day. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. I'm sprung. Oh, we're sprung, dude. How was your Easter, by the way? Hey. How was white people Easter? White people Easter was fantastic. It was extra early this year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got to have it around like, you know, 3 or 4 p.m. Yeah. Gotta have dinner early as fuck on holidays for some reason. For for some reason, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Every other night of the year, you have dinner at like seven. Yeah, but the I idea- dinner at like nine or ten some nights. Yeah, that's Just- hard to convince the family though. Yeah, you can't tell your parents <laughs> to do that though. Guys, I was planning on waking up at two, so I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I got home from work at six, so I'm chilling for a couple hours. WW, what would Jesus do in this situation? Jesus is barely out of the cave at this point. <laughs> He's not even up yet. Christ isn't even risen yet, and you're up eating dinner. No, it's weird. Thanksgiving's the same way. People are like, yo, mm-hmm. come over to my house for Thanksgiving. And by people, I mean like your mom. Tech, yeah. Yo, come over to my house for yo. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yo. <laughs> you trying to roll through? Chill, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom, I'll be there. I'll post up there. I'll slide through. No, it's weird. I, I, I like Easter. It's 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 one of those holidays. It's such a sleeper cell holiday. But as I've gotten older, I've I've really come to appreciate it. And uh, you know, Greek Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greekster. Greekster. I'm not gonna say the real Easter, but uh Greeks aren't the only people who celebrate it. It's Eastern Orthodox. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to that my my neighbor. Uh, yeah, Jesus who, was Greek. So. Yeah, he was Greek. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically real Easter. What's fucked up is he was Jewish, and Jewish people don't even celebrate Easter, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? Did Jesus celebrate Hanukkah? That's the real question. That's the real question. Was Hanukkah even, was that even a thing when Jesus was alive? I would imagine so, You'd dude. You'd think so. If there was... But do you think, like, it happened so recently, everyone's like, yeah, we know, we know. We're not going to celebrate. Yeah, it, it was kind of like how, you know how, like, they make up new holidays now, mm-hmm. and they're just, like, Patriot yeah, Day. created by the greeting card industry. <laughs> yeah. That's what Hanukkah was. At that point, Hanukkah was just invented, like, 12 years ago. They're like, yeah. really? Are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Are we really doing this, guys? No, it's weird. I, I got, like, super into Jesus this weekend, dude. Interesting. Um, uh, Why? Li- <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, I got into Jesus in, like, a cool way, not in, like, a weird religious freak way, but, mm-hmm. like, just but the, in, like, a chill way. A chill way. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I feel like after live you're looking at the the jesus deep cuts yeah you're looking at his b-sides yeah his his lesser known miracles (laughs) yeah (laughs) his different styles of carpentry yeah 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 the different cuts he would make 
I want Liv recommended that we watch. She just randomly wanted to watch Passion of the Christ, which I had never seen before. Oh, Have you ever seen God. that movie? No, I haven't. Oh, why would you want to watch it though? Uh, <laughs> dude, anything Mel Gibson directs, I'm on it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on it. Passion of the Christ, Apocalypto, that super cool voicemail he left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie was Triple the feature, the movie version of that voicemail. Not a lot of love for the Jews in that movie. I got to say, it was kind of hard to like, you know, not get a little Mel Gibson watching that thing. It was like, it, the, th- the only qualm I had with that movie um, is I wish, I wish there was a movie that existed, like a dope movie that, because Passion of the Christ is really just about him getting tortured. Like the last half yeah. of the movie is just him getting like whipped and crucified. Yeah, from what I've like heard and seen people talk about like with that movie, it just seems like it's like the the stations of the cross or, or like is that is that the right term the stations of the cross yeah is that right <laughs> like he started at you know point a where he got nailed up yeah and yeah they yeah made him fucking walk it around so it starts off and not the, to spoil the rose not to thorn crown or whatever not to spoil the story of jesus for anybody mm-hmm. uh but the movie starts out See, that's why I like talking about movies like this, because you can just talk about it. I'm not yeah. surprising anyone. No, no. Wait, he dies? You if ruined anyone, it. If anyone wanted to watch Passion of the Christ, they, they would have by now. Mm-hmm. That was like a 2002 movie. Yeah, that's what I thought up until I watched it and realized that Hot I was that guy. 9-11. Yeah. Oh, really? It is true. It is true. Um, starts off with him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. it. I know all these things because I played Jesus in my church play, Jesus Christ Superstar. For anybody familiar with the uh, world-wrecking St. Demetrius Greek Orthodox Church production of Jesus Christ Superstar, starring me, Jesus. Uh, starts off with him in the garden, and that's kind of like when he realizes, like, dude. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> that is where he, he's just doing like fucking Tai Chi in the yeah. garden with his robe. With fucking Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he realizes that like he's he's gonna die. Because like before he was kind of like he was kind of just chilling. Kind of. I mean not chilling. But like he was the shit. You know. Like he was walking around Jerusalem doing all kinds of magic tricks and stuff and people were like dude I think this guy is like the fucking king of the Jews. Like he's gotta be. Who else is? And, uh, you know, everybody loves him. And um, so this, he has that crown on. I does? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the crown don't Could lie, he be baby. The king? So, so basically, and it's weird because, you know, I am always amazed that this story exists and I am just so. You you know the you story and I, of Jesus the story of Jesus exists. I can't and, believe someone made this up. <laughs> and you and I both back then they had that kind of imagination. That type of production value is yeah, impressive. True. You know the special effects must have that been was crazy. all found footage, right? It was. Yeah, it was like the original Blair Witch Project. Yeah. I would say. Um, you know, you and I both grew up. You know, fairly in the church to some level oh, yeah. or another. And um, like we both probably had to go. Th- all the way up till confirmation, I assume. Yeah, we didn't have confirmation. Uh, Greeks just yeah. Greek you're... Orthodox had the I bet. <laughs> yeah, you're born confirmed. They're yeah. like, is he Greek? They're like, yeah. He's like, all right, confirm. They baptize you in. They literally do baptize you in oil and water. Um, Damn. big oil people. They don't call us Greece for nothing, baby. <laughs> um, so the kind of lead up and like what Palm Sunday is. 
why we celebrated a, a week before Easter mm-hmm. is when he rides into Jerusalem, they fucking love him, dude. They're like, yo, this guy fucking rocks. He's the shit. He's been doing all kinds of awesome stuff. And they're like throwing palms at him and branches. And he's riding into Jerusalem or whatever in a, in, on a donkey, on a donkey. Which is significant yeah. for some reason. Yeah, and, and that's Eddie Murphy's character, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus is walking in. Donkey! <laughs> Accidentally in love. <laughs> oh. Him and fucking Mary the prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron Diaz. Um, yeah. So he, he cruises into Jerusalem, and they love him. And everybody, like, all kinds of fanfare. And it's, like, a big deal, because, like, most kings, you know... Just kind of, they like, they have like, they come in with people carrying them on their shoulders and shit. Mm-hmm. And he just comes in like this modest dude in like a robe on a donkey. And they're like, yo, we fuck with this guy. And then no less than five days later, Judas, the ultimate snitch of all time, turns him in because he thinks that basically Jesus' hype has gotten to his head. Mm. He thinks that Jesus it has become bigger than himself at this point. And he thinks it's bad for the brand. But also, isn't Judas technically doing this for clout as well? He's doing it for coins, baby. He turned him in for clout. Yeah, and clout. And clout. I'm sure he got a couple followers off Also, of why is it called Good Friday if that's the day he dies? Because I think that... I think Thursday... I think Thursday... how does Ash Wednesday come into this? <laughs> I don't know. Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Riddle me that. Fat Tuesday is a whole other thing. They hadn't invented jazz at that point, so I don't really understand where all this comes from. And this is where I'm embarrassed about it. where do the beads come into play? (laughs) That was Mary Magdalene, baby. Um, Yeah, I don't don't fucking know. And that's what kind of bugs me is like, honestly, objectively, and I've always said this. And they heard... Object. They heard us questioning Jesus, and they sent him after us. Mel Gibson heard my plea. <laughs> I left him a voicemail. Um, we have this great story. Now, whether or not you want to believe the story is real, my personal stance has always been, I think there was a guy named Jesus. Do I believe he literally turned water into wine and literally walked on water and literally whatever the hell else he did? Probably not. I don't believe in magic. But I do believe in somebody being so fucking dope that ever since he died, his message was so powerful and influenced so many people that we've just been counting down the days since he died. It's kind of a hard thing to imagine that there wasn't somebody, that this was just made up entirely out of out of nothing, out of thin air. And then the whole world has just been like he's mentioned in the Torah. He's mm. just not. I mean, I, I've heard he's. Mentioned, I've never read the Torah, uh, but it's you all know, scribbles. I can't read. It's that. a lot of. It's a lot of scrolls and stuff. And it's like it's hard for me to imagine that all these different religions of people and all these different countries all acknowledge this dude Yeshua Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I kind of lean towards this is a real dude. Now. Again, whether or not he was literally the son of God, I think that comes down to interpretation. Mm. I think that comes down to like... Because aren't we all yeah, the son aren't we or all? daughter of God? Exactly. It's like, does this guy literally claim that like he's supernatural? I don't know. But like at the very least, you got to kind of give the guy some credit for being 
without a doubt, the most famous person that ever lived. Mm-hmm. The dopest guy who ever lived. I think that's fair to say. Um, but there's no Hollywood movie about it. Like, I'm not, I'm not just a movie about him dying. Mm-hmm. The Passion of the Christ starts off, like I said, basically when he gets captured. The movie starts off, he's in the garden, he, he knows that Judas turned him in, and he knows it's just a matter of time till they show up and, and, and arrest him. And that was a good Friday? <laughs> yeah. I'd hate to see a bad Friday. That's a bad, <laughs> not a great weekend. How was your weekend, dude? Don't yeah, even got, get me started. Ooh. Yeah, I got nailed to a cross and left for dead in a tomb. <laughs> I'm back, though. I'm back. Um, yeah, and, and like I, I want just a movie. Like I'm pitching Brad Pitt. I want like A-list actors mm-hmm. uh, to like portray the entire life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't that been done? They we have this. The books what, are Irishman written. style, where they like CGI the young bodies with the old people's faces on them. Yeah, yeah, sure. That'd be crazy. Modern technology, modern production value. You just follow because the other thing that's crazy about the story of Jesus is there's an entire section of his life that's missing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it starts like when he's born, and that's a big deal because like everybody's like, "Yo, this kid was born, uh, and we don't know how because she says she didn't have sex." So. Mm-hmm. And We're somehow these, the three kings showed up. Yeah. Bringing they're him, following the North Star or whatever. They followed the North Star, bringing him frankincense, gold, and myrrh, and the other, you know, a partridge and a pear tree or whatever else is on the fucking 12 mm-hmm. days of Christmas. They bring him that. And then you're like, all right, cool. So this kid was born, and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like in a movie, like a SpongeBob episode where they're like, 30 years later. And then you're just... <laughs> 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 And you're like, dude, what the fuck? What happened? What led to this? Yeah. You're, you're probably to- wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm Jesus. <laughs> we need something. And like, a- apparently there were. Yeah, my dad's kind of cool, but he hasn't really been around my whole life. <laughs> it's just a freeze frame when the nail's going in his hand. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Weird, right? Um, yeah, no, it, it's just kind of like, uh, there's been talk that there's been some talk that like, he was a um, player. There were a lot of things written about his whole life, but when the Bible was kind of consolidated and edited, especially in the King James version, they kind of just tossed out all the middle part because apparently his adolescent years, well into his twenties, he was just kind of a dick. Like a lot of his shit was just him kind of being like cocky and like, dude, I'm literally, I'm literally fucking Jesus. Mm. Like I'm that, I am that dude. And like, so I guess the, the Catholics or whoever kind of edited the Bible were just like, let's just, let's just get rid of, let's just cut let's that. Let's get the bad stuff out of yeah. there. Yeah. Which kind of to me is unfortunate because what's cool about, I was talking about this, we had Bunny Themelis on uh, Sam Kelly's podcast mm-hmm. uh, last week. It was nice talking to another Greek, getting that Greek gab in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about how, like, with Greek gods, what's so interesting about them is they're so flawed. Yeah. Like, Zeus is the epitome of, like, a piece of shit, playboy, man in power, like, constantly cheating on his wife. Yeah. Constantly fucking bitches, dressing up as Literally a Literally fucking anything that'll move. Literally fucking anything that'll move. He is the epitome of, like, the male 
sex drive in every way, like power hungry and fucking. And it's like it's weird because they gave their they gave their deities these very human qualities, mm -hmm. you know. Whereas I think with um, with Christianity, uh, we kind of just conveniently left out anything about Jesus or any of the other characters um, that gave them anything relatable, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's unfortunate because I I would like to see, you know, to me it would make the story more believable to see how this guy went through his 20s, got to like being 31, 32, and was like, all right, dude, time yeah, it's to also, fucking dollar It's easier in. to like root for someone after they've been like kicked down a notch and then come back stronger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. That's a more interesting story than, yep, he was the son of God. He was born perfect, and then all of a sudden, he died for our sins 30 years later. Yeah, there's nothing... He never did a wrong thing in his life, they, and you have to be just like that. You can never do anything wrong, mm -hmm. or else we will uh, shun you. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's honestly, my biggest problem with, like, Catholicism, I guess, because I'm, I'm in that kind of... yeah. Uh, you know, a spectrum of uh, religion, whatever mm -hmm. Christianity. Um, I don't know. It's too too much of a you know holier than thou type of air that everyone puts on, even though they're all fucking freaks behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And Con like most yeah. people that are in that church don't follow the teachings of God. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't fucking get it's it. It's kind of like un. It's just disingenuous and like I was kind of I left my wallet at church on Palm Sunday and I had to drive back and get it the next day mm -hmm. and I had to pick it up from this priest that I have major beef with Psalm Monday Psalm Monday just Psalm just driving to church having to call the church on a Monday and be like hey guys sorry <laughs> like I left my card at a bar like dude it was fucking 11 a.m. You can't remember your fucking wallet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, and just so you know, we closed you out with 25%. <laughs> Automatic gratuity. Automatic <laughs> tithe. 25% tithe to the church. Damn, you guys really? They, he like, I complain about it. He points to the sign on the wall. All, all unclosed yeah. tabs. Like, damn. There's also a, a pandemic upcharge as well. Yeah, sir. And, CP, and CPI. Let's not forget inflation, mm -hmm. CVP, CPI. Um, and as I was driving to church, I was thinking about something that uh, when when Alex Jones was on Joe Rogan's podcast and they were talking about God and Alex said, uh, God doesn't know where he came from. And Joe was like, what? And I, and I was like, what? And it was interesting to kind of hear that angle on things and being like, we always kind of look at uh, exact to 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 kind of lay it out as simple as I can. As I'm driving down the road on the way to church on a Monday morning, to get my wallet and then cruising on over to my admissions test, mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking, okay, let's entertain that a little bit. Let's entertain the idea that God, whatever you want to call God, whatever that may be, maybe mm -hmm. it's just the consciousness that's experiencing itself as you or me or anyone else. That's what I kind of lean towards. But that thing is not necessarily all-knowing other than that um, it is experiencing itself through the lens of every single living creature. 
You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like God is experiencing its, himself as me, as you, and we see ourselves as individuals, but we're all actually just God experiencing. You know, when they talk about like the universe, consciousness is just the universe's way of watching itself. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of fascinating to me that like you have like fucking rocks and dust and gases and then at some point the right combination of those things over the course of billion years gets complex enough to then be what you might call life and then it's like okay well what's life so now you have just a bunch of stardust and random shit combining into this self-sustaining system that is identifiable and then when it gets even more complex beyond like amoebas and different shit like that which are just living things but we're, they're not necessarily conscious then you get to the point where those things become so complex that they actually begin to actually experience existence mm. you know what i mean and it's like so you're thinking like what if that what if like you, we talk about like the universe and, and god being this all-knowing thing and then i was wondering like well what if something can't be known? If you knew everything that could be known, but there was such thing as something that could not be known, could you still be all-knowing? Because you know all-knowable things. It's kind of like that paradox of saying, like, well, what is nothing? Because people might be like, well, even, like, okay, space, that's something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go out into space, the reason why you can just throw a baseball in space and it just keeps going forever is because there's nothing there. There's no air to slow it down. It's just goes and goes and goes until it hits something and stops or another force blows against it so it's like but even that space is something we can't conceive of the idea of nothing like mm-hmm. you say like okay well, so yeah there's like those rooms where there's like no sound rooms do you know what i mean like those like yeah. crazy sound booths where it's like yeah you can literally hear nothing and what nothing sounds like is you start hearing your fucking like blood pumping in your body. You start hearing your heart, your like eardrums, like opening yeah. and closing. Like, yeah. But that's still nothing. something. That's yeah, something. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing, but it's something. It's like it, what, what, what you get driven to is kind of the limits of our understanding, like the limit of understanding what it even means, what infinity even means. You can conceive it, but you can't. You can, you can try to make analogies of it. But the idea of something always having been and existing forever, we can't conceive of how something could have always been. Mm-hmm. You know, where how do you even begin to imagine the idea of something not having a beginning? And then I was thinking, well, what if that is something that can't be known? What if even the idea of knowing? I had a conversation with Joe um, the other night, and he was talking about like he was saying like his quarter life crisis. And I'm five years past my uh, quarter life. I wouldn't call it crisis, but I I would say that when I was 24, I I will say that there was a major shift in kind of like the way I perceived myself when I turned like 24 or 25. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like I stopped seeing myself. I started to kind of perceive of myself as an adult and started to kind of hold myself more to that standard of what I think an adult would do. Because I think, like, the reason why they say, like... I feel like I had that this year. This, yeah. And you know what? I I say that, and it's like every year I still realize it, like, how immature I was. Bless you. Every year you definitely have that realization. But I think, like, once I hit 30, I kept... I, like, in my head when I think of things now, I'm like, am I really 30 doing this? And then I'll instantly stop. 
Exactly. But you start to you start to kind of like you you realize you become self aware to the point where you then realize, and it's like that's I I wouldn't call that a quarter life crisis, but there is a certain type of like awakening that I would say I experienced, and I think a lot of people experience in their mid twenties, or mm-hmm. you know, depending on your maturity levels, maybe earlier or later. Yeah. Um, and the midlife crisis is probably even bigger than that. You know, the For quarter sure. life crisis is kind of made up thing. The midlife crisis is like a known thing. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about purpose and we were talking about kind of like even the idea of time and time being this thing that's like, well, you know, time itself, physics would suggest A is relative to who's experiencing. So it's not the same for every observer. And it's also arguable in the state of physics that it doesn't that time as we perceive it as this linear progression of events is not really what's happening that all events already exist and it's just a matter of us experiencing them at our own rate Mm -hmm. in which case all of time already exists and the only thing and i was saying like the past is a memory the future is an idea and all it's ever been is right now it's always been right now it'll always be right now there's no such thing as the future it's just going to be now later you know what I mean? And so if you go with that theory of like, you know, all of time already exists, the idea of present, past, and future is a human illusion, a conscious delusion, then I was saying, then what is purpose? Because purpose itself, the idea of having a purpose, implies that there is a, a means to an end. Like, I'm doing something now to get to another place in the future, right? That relies on the idea of time as we know it. You know, to have a purpose means I'm doing something now to get to the future. But if the future doesn't exist and it's only now, then the idea of purpose goes out the window. There's no such thing as purpose. There just is. It just is. And all the ideas we have of purpose are just the illusion. Mm-hmm. So it's that that like that seeking for like the why. Why does the universe exist? What you know, I think all those things are I think that our definitions of like purpose are as flawed as our ideas of having a beginning and an end because we again just like we can't conceive of the idea of all of everything already existing and all existing right now and there's no such thing as this thing's going to happen or that thing did happen it's just now that's what leads us to having this burning question of why because why necessitates that something is going somewhere there's a reason there's a reason i'm here and it's because later on it's going to be this but there's no such thing as later on so all these kind of like conceptions are really just flaws in the in our the limitations of how we can conceive of the universe Hmm. and then i was thinking more about that and i was thinking well what if that's what if god is this thing whatever you want to call it the universe attempting to understand itself and through the consciousness of every living being does know all that is to be known but outside the realm of what is to be known think about the universe does have bounds we know the universe has bounds the universe itself our universe is not necessarily infinite Mm -hmm. there people suggest that there may be other universes outside of our universe parallel universes multiverses whatever if that's the case, then what exists outside of the universe? Nothing, right? Nothing, but there's something because there's another universe in something. So it's like all these limitations. Anyway, I'm thinking of all this stuff, and the whole reason I bring any of this up is because that idea of God being flawed, and by flawed, I mean not 
when when Alex Jones said that on yeah, the Rogan, all thing, knowing to an extent, all knowing to an extent, to the extent that could be known, and that there are things, even the idea of knowing something, there are things that can't be known, and therefore. You could say I'm all knowing, and even the idea of knowing is beyond the scope of something, you know, whatever. Yeah. I like that thing to kind of play around with because then it kind of it brings I think those things like that bring you closer to a relationship with whatever you want to call it, God or religion or anything. And the problem that I have with religion is it kind of gets rid of all the questions and just gives you the answers. But the questioning and the 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 theorizing about it, I think if you ever spent time really thinking about it, you kind of like the idea of God being this kind of questioning thing that wants to understand where he came from just as much as we do mm-hmm. brings me closer to God, you know? And I think that that's limited by the way that it was taught to us by teaching us like, no, God is just fucking perfect. He's awesome. He's flawless. And you're the idiot, Mm -hmm. you know? And so anyway, you're, you're imperfect and you better hope to God that you don't make too many mistakes because then you're never going to get to meet him. You're going to go straight to hell. Exactly. He's like a Santa Claus God. Yeah. He's basically Santa Claus. He's like the tooth fairy. And I don't believe in God. Like I believe in Santa Claus, you know? Um, so Going back to the Jesus thing, it's like... No, it's crazy. Neither of us are high for any of this conversation. I, I know. <laughs> Not even in the slightest. <laughs> Not even in the slightest. But, um, so yeah, I was just I was just thinking about all that and, and thinking about Jesus and like, you know, and, and this kind of like, that's why I did like the whole 40-day fasting, which I'm still doing because our Easter is until this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. And like all those things, they talk about like... <laughs> You're not eating anything except cigs and beer. <laughs> Just like Jesus Just did. Just like what he had back then. Unleavened bread, beer, and cigs. <laughs> I'm on the Jesus diet. 7-Eleven bread, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it, it, it. I think as you get older, you start to realize that, like, dude, the world... When you when you start to entertain, and I get in these debates with people all the time, and it's kind of that like I I think it's an arrogant thing to I've always thought, and no offense to uh, people that just are like the people that are like whatever the science says. It's like well, I've always thought it was kind of an arrogant place to be to suggest that you know we are even capable of understanding all that is because that kind of is what science what's like science is just all science is is us identifying how the universe already works like yeah. we didn't invent gravity you no, know for sure like the the fucking apple fell from the tree at the same rate before somebody stepped up and went yo, that's 9.8 meters per second. Like, we just put a number on it, but that thing already existed, you know? So science is just us identifying what's going on. And, you know, I always thought it was kind of like, it's cool to maintain that sense of, uh, that sense of wonder and being like, yo, you know, what if there are things that, like, we're not capable of knowing? And then trying to get closer to that and closer to that. But, uh, yeah, so I got my wallet. There you and go. <laughs> <laughs> I found it, and uh, we had a nice Easter brunch. My cousin Joe just bought a new house out in Bel Air. Nice. It's always nice when your cousin your same age buys a fucking 
three-story house. Jesus. And you're just like the drunk cousin at it. <laughs> well, don't worry. Dom was there, too. Uh, yeah, Dom was there, too. That's cool. <laughs> you're one of the drunk cousins. That's why I bring Dom. <laughs> just so I'm never last place. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm always on the fence about religion of like, uh, like, yeah, I like the idea of some of this and... Who knows, you know, I'm not going to uh, yuck anybody's yums, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it also, you know, it's 50-50, it could be a thing, or it could have been like medieval, I'm going to tell teacher, and teacher is God. Yes, that's true, and that's fair. Yeah, like we're saying, like kind of like the whole like Santa, don't be a naughty boy. You're not yeah. getting any presents. It's kind of the same thing, you know. Like, don't be bad. Yeah, don't don't cover your neighbor's wife because I'm gonna tell your mom, <laughs> and I'm coveting your mom as we speak, <laughs> and I'm trying to get in. So, you know, it's just kind of like, like I said, it, it, I feel like you know, speaking of religion, and this is this is again what gets me. Did did you see like uh, the whole thing with like the Dalai Lama? Yes, that was weird. <laughs> I couldn't even bring myself to watch it. I, I mean, like, I saw I it saw in passing. I saw the still of like, you know, because people will post like on Instagram like a news story and just a still of the video and then you have to swipe over to see it. Mm-hmm. I haven't swiped on it yet. So I don't know if I want to see that. It definitely is real. Now, he did say, just kidding. But here's, here's the issue. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can do that, though. I don't know if you can do it either. And it's like... You find yourself making, like, if you're, like, a really religious person, like, I've always kind of thought the Dalai Lama, just because, look, I, I, the other thing I find frustrating with uh, certain people that are, like, anti-Christian, whatever, mm-hmm. is they also, like, with the, they have the utmost respect for, like, other religions, like Buddhism yeah. and Hinduism. It's like, all right, if you're going to say that religion is bullshit, then you should be able to look, just like you're willing to look a Christian in the eye and say, oh, what, the spaghetti monster god? <laughs> it's like, then why don't you go I mean, talk I, to that fucking yeah. Muslim guy then? I feel that way about all religions. Yeah. You know. So you should be able to also, just same way you say the Pope is full of shit, you should be able to entertain that the Dalai Lama is full of shit too. What, just because he's fucking Indian and wears a robe, all of a sudden he's all of a sudden actually legit? Mm-hmm. You know, he's just their Pope. And he's doing the same shit, Pope shit. Yeah, but like out doing, in the open. Yeah, he's doing Pope and priest shit yeah. combined. Dude, there's no excuse for that. Suck on my tongue? Yes. Yeah, That's on not my even tongue. a joke. That's weird. That is, it's it's literally, it's inexcusable. There's no working around it. Yeah. You want to be able to Because there's there. no, like, there's no other connotation with getting your tongue sucked on. In no context is that okay. Yeah. It's not like, oh, haha, he was kissing my finger and it slipped in and he sucked on it. It's like, no, you stuck your tongue out and... <laughs> And told him. Told him, suck on it. Suck on my tongue? What the <laughs> fuck, bro? It's just, I don't even think I've ever turned a, told a girl to suck on my tongue. Me neither. And by girl, I mean woman. Woman. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to tell a boy to suck on my tongue, but a little girl, sure. <laughs> <laughs> At least I could see where you're coming from. No, it's like, it, it's just so weird because I don't know how you, uh, like if I'm a, who's the Dalai? He's like, is he like the Buddhist guy, I guess? I guess. I don't fucking know. I mean, probably know more about this shit before we talk on it, but... 
I mean, I don't know. The tongue sucking is a little crazy. Exactly. That's the point. It's like what? Okay, I'm just trying to. Well, enter- it's like you know, and and hey, you know, different religions do different shit. Like everyone's always up in arms about, you know, all the Hasidic Jews or the rabbis doing the the moil shit or whatever. Yeah, where they like circumcise a kid and suck the blood to stop it from bleeding but it's like bro like that's you maybe you that was a thing like a hundred or two hundred years ago but like yeah he's a band-aid or like neosporin yeah. or yeah. i mean there's crazy glue now yeah Dude, like that fucking mlb like there are so many alternatives you don't need to suck off a little boy there are so few times in life when that when suck when like doing that i can't even say it out loud but doing that <laughs> is is the it's like well this is this is the only option we have there's no other options it's like that kind of stuff yeah it's weird but at least it's like at least at the very least you could say all right it's a thing that has been done and so maybe any individual priest or rabbi or whatever that still adheres to that you could mm-hmm. still make the argument like dude uh maybe just don't do that um but, yeah, so the Dalai Lama is uh, an advocate for peace and freedom. They're uh, appointed by the... Uh, okay, so it's the Tibetan people to form a spiritual leader of the Gelug or Yellow Hat School of Tibetan Buddhism. Buddhism. Yeah, so definitely Buddha. All right, so he's Buddhist. I mean, Buddha was making people rub his belly. That is true. I wouldn't have minded if he just told him to rub his belly, though. Yeah. That's a harmless type. I wouldn't want to do it. That's kind of like... like Or you know. like, you know, doing the little raspberries on a kid's belly. That's yeah. innocent. Yeah. Or like if the Dalai Lama's like, pull my finger. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. That'd be know? funny. Yeah. Pull my tongue with your mouth. <laughs> Maybe it's just a cultural thing. Maybe it just got lost in translation. No, it's like, it really disturbed me. And, uh, you know, going back to our original conversation bigger picture it's like you can't let shit then that's the problem is that human beings are flawed and that's why if you place your faith in human beings you will be let down um so you can't let figureheads or people that are occupying positions of high status within a religion or anything uh you know i would hope that like this thing doesn't discredit tibetan buddhism you know because that's a very cool, you know, a lot of, you know, white yeah, people that smoke weed like ass it. robes and shit, yeah. you know? Tibetan people and people that got their med cards as soon as they were available that all love Buddhism, mm-hmm. you know? And everybody has their Buddhism phase. It's fun to kind of experience. I had my Buddhism phase, you know? Everybody, it's like fun, you know, when you're in like the Western philosophy to kind of like when, you know, if you're in my case, you turn 19 years old and you're like, dude, fuck. You watch the Jaden Smith Karate Kid. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a Buddhist, so, yeah. It's like you can't let that ruin it. But uh, unfortunately, that's a big L for Buddhism. Big yeah. L. First L of the week for you guys. Uh, speaking of L's. Flipping it upside down, turn it into a W somehow. If you flip an L upside down, no, two L's, two, 45 degrees, 45 degrees backwards against each other. Picture this in your mind for Picture the video. This, the, you, can, you can make a W 
Out of two L's. Out of two L's. You know, two lefts don't make a right, but two L's do make a, a, a W. A dub, yeah. A dub. And uh, so you just needed to do one other freaky sh- thing, Dalai yeah. Lama. Yeah. If you made him, if you, you then sucked his tongue, it would, that would have been a W. Yeah, at a 45 degree angle. Yeah. If you sucked his tongue from a 45 degree <laughs> If you degree- Spider-Man sucked his tongue, <laughs> like Spider-Man kisses Tobey Maguire upside down. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the only way you can bring yourself back you gotta double down dude you can't walk back you gotta commit you gotta say sorry you can't there's no that means you're admitting you were wrong what's wrong (laughs) i'm a boy got your tongue (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's unfortunate but speaking of non-ls shouts out the most wonderful time of the year uh bar bracket season has officially come to an almost end. And I say almost end because it ain't over until we walk into your bar <laughs> and throw the worst imaginable party <laughs> ever. Then, and then only then, over. can you be crowned the true champion bar of Baltimore. Shouts out to Rodos. Rodos! Rodos. The Greek freaks of Fell's Point. Does uh, Rodos mean anything in Greek? I don't know. Probably. Probably Can does. Can we look that up? Yeah, we Is should that look lookable? That up. Hey, look, look that up while I pontificate on the... You know, Rodos didn't know how much of an upset... Siri, what does Rodos mean in Greek? Urban. Something like that, right? Rodos, Odos, Odos is street. Rodos, round? Winner? Anything? I had to delete the part out. I guess it read... Bitch, I can't translate that. Well, let me see it. What are we looking at? Is it Greek letters? Um, Series being a, a dummy. Oh, I'm about to make know. Siri fucking suck my tongue after this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get that. Um, yeah, shouts out to Rodos. What an amazing like I like I said, you guys don't realize how much of a of a Cinderella run that was. Um I did I had them as the lowest overall seed. You guys went up against Das Beerhall in the first round. And you know, like we said last podcast. I myself kind of thought it was a fluke after Rodos beat Das. And then because Das didn't share this year, as we discussed last Mm -hmm. time. And so to me, it always just seemed like a matter of time until they ran up against a bar that was going to be super into it and just kind of take them out. Mm -hmm. And it never happened. It never never happened. happened. They beat Blue Agave. They beat Smaltimore. They beat Admiral's Cup. They beat Banditos. I mean... I mean, and then of course in the finals they beat PBR. That was the best. That was the best finals we've ever had. Because PBR was going, PBR went horny mode. Oh, they did. PBR unlocked a secret technique where they just like started posting like hot girls saying like vote for us on the bar bracket. Also, we'll give out free beer for anyone. Free beer, dude. When you're giving out free Miller Lite to anyone. Yeah. Who, who vote? I mean, that's that's that's, that's commitment. Crazy. And like, that's why I felt so because like, 
We've had close finals in the past, but like not super close. Like backyard kind of ran away against Max's. Das Das kind of Das handled Buffalo. Yeah. It was like 58 to 42 percent or like 56, 44. It wasn't it wasn't a landslide, but it wasn't really what I would call close. This was like it was like a 51 49 split. And we had like almost 4000 votes like it was. I think the final score was Rodos 1829 PBR uh, 1747. So out of 4000 votes, it was decided by like 80 and PBR kind of started running away with it throughout the day because um basically uh for anybody who's unfamiliar with last week uh there was another big thing going on or was supposed to be going on on thursday which is orioles opening day and i'm gonna get into that mm. and why it got postponed but it kind of worked out so that like because of the bar break yeah it did yeah <laughs> Peter yeah. Angelos was like, dude, I can, how are you supposed to play right now? Yeah. The Everyone's just watching the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at their phones, following the polls. Um, when I and, and I was getting DMs left and right from all the different people, messages us. Every both bars are going crazy. Um three hours left, PBR's up by like 140 votes. And I'm thinking it's a wash. Mm-hmm. Like they are both getting a ton of votes. They both appear to have kind of maxed out their draw. You know, after 21 hours of sharing, it's like how many people haven't seen this? Haven't yet. seen this yet, yeah. you know? Apparently a lot. Apparently a lot. And within three hours, they wind up swinging it the other way and win by 80. And it was like, I felt I want, I wished I could give, I wish we could just give both bars something. And that's why this year, I am retroactively, because I realize. Kind of a dick move to only give the championship bar something to show for it. Mm. And what I decided to do was make smaller little plaques for the final four. Okay. I think that's nice. You know? For the final four? The You're final for the four bars? So you go basically oh, kind of oof. the way they do with like NCAA. It's like final four is a big deal. You know, you go through like your regions and then the winners of the four regions are the final four. Mm -hmm. That's like a big deal. You cut down the net, you win the thing. And it's like, first of all, it works out better for everyone. It works out better for us because there's four times as many bars per year that have our shit hanging on their wall. True. I mean, that goes without saying. But I said it. It adds up. But I said it. (laughs) Um, But it works out for the bars too because it's like, dude, I mean... You think about a bar like PBR or El Buffalo. El Buffalo made it to the finals last year. They made it to the final four this year. Banditos made it to the finals, final four last year and this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayward made it to the final four last year and lost to PBR in round two. And it's like, you look at all this, you look at all these bars like putting this effort. It's like, I feel like it would be cool to have something to show for it, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, there's 64 fucking bars in the tournament. And like, you know, obviously the main winning bar gets the belt and the fucking bracket and it's cool but like i think yeah final four that's pretty sweet that's sick post up thing with the graphic you know the name of the bar final four and uh but like i said that was all kind of inspired by just seeing like you know you become friends with these bars over the course of the tournament you really do you know fells point tavern called us before the last fucking tournament like Mm. you become emotionally invested at that point because you see they're super into it and that's like it's gratifying to you to be like, wow, they actually give a shit. Like they're actually, you know, playing along. They're playing the game. I always thank the bar. Thanks for playing the fucking game, you yeah. know, because it can be fun 
Or instead, you could be one of the bars that's just too cool to fucking share. But you were one of the bars that played along, and it's like, you made it this far, that's an accomplishment. But yeah, again, shouts out to Rotos. I mean, it's like, I love A, that we've had a different champion every year. Yeah. I think that's so good for the for the idea, you know? And it proves that it's bigger than just clout. Mm-hmm. And it's bigger than just like, oh, this is, you know, this poppin' bar has more followers than anyone else. Like, they're obviously going to win. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's and like that is not the case. It's like, if it was just a popularity contest, then, which is kind of how it was imagined and how I used to describe it. Mm-hmm. But after seeing the past three years pan out, you realize that, like, it's not really just a popularity contest. It's an actual thing that you have to kind of compete to win. Mm -hmm. You might be able to make it to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. I would say you could probably make it to the Elite Eight without sharing and not playing the game if you, like, luck out on your first three matchups. But Mm -hmm. nobody... Or if you're just, like, a name that everyone knows. Yeah, exactly. Nobody makes it to the Final Four unless they're playing the game. Yeah. Which is why I consider the Final Four an accomplishment. You know, nobody makes it that far unless they're doing it. And it becomes now it's like something that can be replicated year in and year out because even though the names of the bars might still bear the same amount of weight, it's still like, well, who's running the social media this year? How hard are you guys going to go this year? You know what's going on? Also, like, specials? Like the hot bar. Like, you know, we talked about this last time. Like, CVP used to be a hot bar. It's not a hot bar anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I I gotta be honest I got I got a little I got a little bracket happy and I was thinking like when do we bring back the Ocean City bracket we skipped Ooh. last year we skipped last year um, and I'm thinking like is every two years cool we could mm. do every four years like the World Cup the World Cup every four years um but yeah I don't know I don't know every two I do want to do that again though we might need to do like a weekend research trip to ocean city we might have to just we see, might yeah delay the land just see what's going on yeah. down there two years especially in ocean city is a long time because so much of their base like their whole year is just concentrated to the summer though too yeah and every year they get a new influx of people because so many of their seasonal workers are just kids that are like you know a lot of people only do, they might do like one or two summers in ocean city but mm-hmm. like you know, four years. Four years is like you might be dealing with an entirely different staff at that point. Because uh, sure. not a lot of people, unless you live in Ocean City year round, are just going to Ocean City four or five summers in a row. You know what I mean? So I think that that's something that like we could think about doing. But more importantly, more in the now, uh, we're 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 gonna Rodos is down, dude. They want to have the booze belt bash. Mm-hmm. They want to do it. And you know what? I guess we got to give it to them. We're giving it to him. We're doing it. First of all, two things. I refuse to end the history of the Booze Belt Bash on last year's bash. Yeah, that that was a bust, not a bash. And the more I think about it, the more I think about it, wasn't our fault. It no. was not our fault. We were kind of set up for failure. We did the best we could in the situation. It's nobody's fault. I'm not saying it's Doss's fault. It just it just wasn't what it was supposed to be. It wasn't what it could have been. This year, uh, 
I think we have the previous experience mm -hmm. of knowing how to do it, what works, what doesn't. Also, I think like we should, you know, on the night of the bash, just read the room a little bit, gauge the temperature, dip our dip our feet in the water, and get a feel, you know. Mm -hmm. And if if the crowd's not going for a show, we don't have to make them sit through a show. We can yeah. just do a quick little ceremony, mm -hmm. hand over the bracket, take some pics, kiss some babies, suck on their tongues. <laughs> Have them suck on our tongues. Have them suck on our Well, it might be hard with babies. <laughs> Some things get lost in translation with babies. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to try to get the band to play. Uh, you got to get the band. The play. band's playing. Uh, I just don't know how, like, I might just have to go to Rodos before whenever we do the show just to even see what it looks like. It's a big place. I think we should. That's what we should be doing. We should be doing a research trip down to Rodos. Mm -hmm. We should cruise down there. We should we should diplomatically we should walk into Fells Point Tavern, mm -hmm. get a water bomb. We should walk around, say what's up. You know, get some palms thrown at us. Exactly. Jesus style. Yeah. Come in on Riding our on a donkey. Yeah. Uh and then cruise into Rodos and just face-to-face, -face, have a discussion, you know, and just be like, dude, here's here's our vision. Here's our vision. I really, I want to do LFTS bombs this year. Yeah. Doss wasn't trying to do LFTS bombs. We gotta do some LFTS I want bombs. the sour bombs. I want them to be fucking teal and call them LFTS bombs. And it That's needs awesome. to be monster Gatorade bombs. It needs to be monster zero. <laughs> <laughs> it needs, like, these are all things that, like, if left to our own devices, we could do. Yeah. Get the band to play. And here's the cool thing about with music. Why music is, is, in some situations, the preferred option to comedy is because comedy requires an attentive audience. Music does not. Yeah. If we go in there and I tell John and Joe we're playing an hour set of originals and a couple covers, read the room, see what kind of music they like, play it. They don't have to be engaged. Yeah. They can just be having a good time. They can just be slinging back LFTS bombs listening to fucking yeah. matchbox 20 and that's the problem is that last year it's like you know none of the we band tried to make it. it too much of a event yeah without realizing what it was gonna be mm -hmm. which and then also like you know we got the date moved around a bunch on us and like they were kind of like hesitant to even do it in the first place and yeah yeah. And they put us in the corner. They put baby in the corner. They put babies in the corner. And I think maybe three comics instead of five. Yeah. You know? Ben Smith isn't in Baltimore anymore. Yeah. You know? So we could just pick a, a three lineup and just go from there, you know, mm -hmm. and make it dope. I know, like, you know, this is unfamiliar territory for us. None of us hang out at Rotos. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which also means that it's the ideal place to just go for it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because nobody's, like, everybody's just like, all right, we don't know who the fuck you are anyway. Yeah, you know, perfect. So I'm really looking forward to this year. I was a little nervous, and, you know, obviously as the finals dwindle down, you st I'm starting to picture every single bar and how it would go. And uh, to be honest, I can't think of a better bar to do it at now. Because I've always believed if you just, if you truly let us do our thing, we can make it fucking happen, dude. Yeah. Second time's a charm. The Second sophomore time is the effort. Charm. The sophomore effort, baby. Sophomore sweep. Yes. No slump. No slump. No slump. 
But no, that was amazing. It was such a good year for this. I'm super pumped. Yeah, I think we had an amazing voter turnout, no fraud, and uh, the election machines were not hacked. They weren't hacked. And that was another thing I was really worried about, speaking of that. You know, I you know I had mentioned before that PBR seemed to be utilizing a lot of their other social media accounts from other cities, mm-hmm. and which again is not against the rules. But I, a part of me was thinking like, uh, I mean, if they win, could people then be like, dude, it's kind of unfair yeah. that like they're able to get like PBR Birmingham to fucking share and just get a bunch of people in like fucking Alabama to vote for PBR, even though they have no idea what they're voting for. It's like, mm-hmm. it kind of takes away from the authenticity of it, but that's what made Rodos's win that much more powerful yeah. was they, they overcame. Yeah. They were the true champions. We said it before, but it was like just insane Cinderella story mm-hmm. for Rodos, mm-hmm. which the translation came back. So Rodos in Greek uh, means Rodos in English. Oh, but then here's the here's the crazy part. I said, do you want to translate this from Turkish? No. And I said, sure. No way. Rodos in Turkish is Rhodes in English. Like the, the like, like a the road or like the city of Rhodes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting, right? What? That's what? crazy. So is it a Turkish bar? Is this a Turkish bar? <laughs> wow dude that's fucking weird yeah i know pretty weird i wonder if they do they know that i don't know if they know that i think we should tell them <laughs> we should tell them we that. should pitch a name change we should officially change the name of rotos to whatever it is in greek at their bar mm. um but yeah speaking of all kinds of crazy competitions and things like that um that same day as the Baltimore Bar Bracket Finals was scheduled to be Orioles opening day. Mm-hmm. Now, I talked about this this before and how, you know, my plans were kind of foiled because we're actually supposed to be good this year. And so tickets were out of whack mm-hmm. and out of reach for the common man. Um but then also apparently there is like one cloud in the sky. So they just Yes. They shut it down on Thursday. Guys, I know you think I'm joking when I say that weather is a hoax, but I cannot stress enough how often the weather is wrong and how if any other science was as wrong as consistently as meteorology, it would not be considered a science. Meteorology is basically at this point on the same level as astrology. Mm -hmm. It's literally like you read a horoscope and it's like you're a Leo. You probably like sometime, chance of rain. Yeah, twenty percent precipitation at four p.m. <laughs> they say all possible things are like fifty percent. You sometimes like attention, but sometimes you don't mind being alone. And it's like, oh, really? You mean every fucking person? The weather's like there's a fifty percent chance of rain, but a fifty percent chance it might not. And you're like, wow, it didn't rain today. It was right, or it did rain today. It was right. <laughs> they just say whatever. And once again, weather ruined, not weather, the weather, God, my boy God, held out. God was like, dude, Thursday, right? I'm trying to watch the O's. I'm trying to watch the O's. God loves <laughs> I'm the O's. I'm pickles. <laughs> God I just am at pickles. pickles. <laughs> <laughs> 
God's sitting there buying his barely could afford the tickets. And a fucking ho a hose, a fucking whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> a fucking oh uh, uh, uh fucking goddamn it. I know what you're hose talking about. Hose home or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. home run hose or something like yeah, that. Home run hose, which sounds pretty bad. Yeah, it sounds as bad as any other thing, you know. I, I think thought because I heard on the radio when we were driving around today, we were supposed to go up to Philly and then the shoot got canceled, so we're driving back, but we had like the sports talk on. And one of the guys was like, yeah, I'm going down to Pickles and get some home rum hose. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> is he talking about, like, trying to fuck down at Pickles? Yeah. And a, but no, it's not no. even that. It's like whenever there's a home run, they do a a, a beer bong, basically. Well, originally, because they called it, originally, they had, I think they secretly called it a dong bong. Yeah, dong bong. I don't know what the, f- like, that's I, still crazy to me. No matter how it's you even slice worse. it. No matter how you slice it. <laughs> It's awesome that, like, I think it's awesome. I like both I of them. I think it's funny, but, like, to the, you know, the outsider, <laughs> all of it sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do call the O's the hose, and that's when I heard that at first, I was like, no way. No fucking way. They're finally embracing it. The hose. Now we can really say it. Let's now it really has. hose. Do, 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 do. I love it. Um, But... Yeah, so Thursday, last Thursday, up to that day, the most beautiful day of the year. Mm-hmm. And the game was going to be at 3. Yeah, it was nice all day until like it got like a little cloudy at like 6 or 7. Dude, it would have been so great if opening day was on Thursday. Because mm-hmm. the next day, the insurance day that they postponed it to was like gloomy, cloudy, terrible. chilly, and you're like, Really? Really? It was fucking brutal, dude. I get so mad about shit like that. And I get it kind of because like you have all these people making plans and stuff and you kind of want to get out ahead of it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, let it. If anything, they could have just moved it back a couple hours. Yeah. Like that would have been fine, too. Like they were saying like, okay, they were thinking it was going to rain at like five. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay. Okay, bitch, you love spring forwarding so much. Make it at two, then. Make the game at two. (laughs) Everybody's happy. No, instead of moving it one hour back, we're going to move it 24 hours forward. How is that the better compromise? Now everybody who might have taken that day off of work now can't go, you know? Like, not everybody is me with no, you know, discernible job Mm -hmm. that can just any day of the week be like, oh, if it's 2 p.m., I can go, you know? No. Most people have lives, have futures. And if you postpone a game 24 hours, you've ruined the... I, I was really debating even going down because mm-hmm. my bar science thinking was like, you know, exactly that. I was thinking like, dude, it's it, opening day is going to be a sad shell of what it could have been if it was held on Thursday. Now, granted, I was pleasantly surprised. Opening day was fun as shit. Nobody can say that Baltimore doesn't fuck with the O's, dude. I mean, it was packed down there, dude. Hell yeah. Opening day was every bit as packed for Orange Patio as it was for Purple Patio. Now, we do have to have a discussion about that name, though. Orange Patio, we could do better. Mothers, we could do better. You know, Purple Patio alliterates. Yeah. Orange Patio. Yeah, the orange. It has no, Mm, has nothing. Orange. Orange is such a weird word. Nothing rhymes with it and nothing... uh, Nothing sounds good after it. Yeah. I can't think of orange. Nothing. Yeah, it's called the bird box. Or the bird something. box. Then it's uh, for both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, true. True. The bird box. Um, 
but yeah, dude, it was it was just refreshing to see like how many people still fuck with the Orioles and like, you know, I always get nervous that like one day the Orioles might leave. If Baltimore doesn't continue to ride for that team that one day they might leave, and I would be very sad. Because then we'll be down to one identifiable professional team. And at that point, you're barely even a city anymore. Yeah. I mean, if we lose the Orioles, I mean, we're barely are, a city. Where are the Orioles going to go? Let's be real. They're not a good enough team for another place to want to take them. I don't know. They could become Los Angeles' third team. Yeah, true. They could <laughs> the Las Vegas Orioles. Yeah, they could. There's, they there's go to Vegas too. There's places they could go. There could go. And there's like it's I weird. I mean, honestly, the Oakland Orioles does have a nice ring. Don't to give it. many ideas, dude. <laughs> Don't. Angelos is listening to this as we speak. As we know, he is a huge podcast fan since he postponed the game for our bracket. It's true. He's definitely listening right now, and he's like, "Ooh, the Oakland O's." Hmm. Hmm. Um, let's see. Things of the week. Things of the week. These are all hack talking points, but you know, they're all things that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the fucking Bud Light shit. Oh yeah. I was going to talk. As about you that. can tell, we got Natty late on the podcast. Brought to you by no Bud Light. Now gay. No, we're brought <laughs> to you by natural light. The official beer of idiots. <laughs> natural light. The official trans beer. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm I'm honestly convinced at this point. Uh, I I and not I'm not convinced, but you know, with the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, this can't be like I I honestly don't care, and that's why I started this off because I was going to bring this up as mm-hmm. one of my hack talking points. Yeah. Um. I. I still am on the fence over whether or not he himself is taking this seriously. Or like they, they themselves, yeah. I like or she or whatever. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Yeah. I keep forgetting but, the rules. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. No one got mad when fucking Master Chief was on Mountain Dew. Master it's not Chief. like people were like, "Oh my god, the gamers are taking over my favorite soda." <laughs> I can't drink Mountain Dew anymore. Who's because- Master Chief? from halo oh okay okay like you know when they made like game fuel and shit mm-hmm. like no one got upset about that yeah it's the same kind of shit are you really that upset that your bud light can has a rainbow on it is it the i think yeah the rainbow thing i don't think people care about i i i don't think i think that most i i almost kind of think this is kind of like a long game play because it seems it seems like again like because in the same week, he also had like a Nike endorsement and then he also or did something else or whatever. And like at a certain point, you start to wonder like, is this some type of like weird troll to like try to try to piss people off to make people look stupid? Because like I feel like it would be stupid for me to be here right now, even though I think it's like silly to for me to be like, fuck that, I'm not drinking Bud Light, like a lot of people might be saying, and it's like, that's stupid, like you're just like... Well, first of all, I'm not drinking Bud Light, because Bud Light sucks. Yeah, it does, kind of. But it's also, I think the thing It is. It is honestly silly for them to be like, how do we get younger people to start drinking Bud Light? Let's get a popular influencer, and let's start like, you know... What's like doing like performative fucking publicity stunts mm-hmm. to get young people to start drinking our shitty beer? That's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. 
just stick to being like the racist beer Bud Light. But you that, didn't need to be doing anything else. But that's kind of that's kind of like the the thing uh, that that gets me about the whole thing is like the when the woman came out, uh, the marketing rep for Bud Light came out. The way that she posed it. Oh, thank God! I can finally just you know. I've been stumbling over my pronouns this whole segment, but <laughs> finally I can just definitively say the woman that came out that when she posed it, she posed it as like, uh, you know, we kind of had this like white guy fratty image and like we're trying to change that. And it's almost like. So now we're using another white person, but this time they're trans. It's kind of implicit that like that. It's like, what's wrong with that? What is wrong? Like, what if I came out? I was like, dude, Ciroc Hennessy. It's kind of got this like black guy, like rapper type of vibe to it, and like we're trying to branch. It's like you wouldn't say that about any other group of people. If any other group of people was the a primary demographic of a beer, like if women primarily, you know, if if yuppie white women primarily like like whatever fucking skinny girl vodka or something like that. It's almost the equivalent of that too because Bud Light But I, here's the thing that I think most people don't understand is like marketing people, like marketing like ad agency people are like I don't know if they mean to be, but for the like they're the most like unintentionally racist people i've ever met <laughs> yeah because like, their whole ideology is kind of like based around like well, because at the end of the day they're trying to trick someone into buying a product yeah and who are they tricking like i i this is this is why this is why you know i always i always kind of have aligned myself with the idea that like don't ever attribute to malice what could be uh, written off as incompetence basically in layman's terms meaning don't ever assume that there's like a, a a grand scheme to something before you consider that maybe people are just that stupid and yeah, so here's an example so yeah. i won't say what this project was for but we got notes on a video we did mm-hmm. where uh it wasn't diverse enough mm-hmm. and mind you the host of the video we were shooting was mixed half black half white Okay. One of the contestants was like Middle Eastern, another was black, and another was a lesbian. And it wasn't diverse enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, people are just fucking stupid, dude. Dude, people are like it, that kind of, because at that point, you do, it does become kind of, okay. People, I'm a big math guy, I like math, 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 math. Um, if you like, if you look at just the demographics of this country, uh, something like 60% of the country is white, 14% of the population or something like that, 14, 15% is black. Asians are somewhere in like the single digits or something like that. So if you have a panel of three people and one of those people is a non-white person, you have proportionately represented far and above the actual demographics of the country. The issue that I take with these whole people that like make their whole thing about like diversity hawks is like where based on what metrics are you making these like based on what metric is is like you say having like a mixed host, um, whatever other people you listed. I I'm it's, I'm blanking right now, but it's like based on what metric 
is this not already far and above beyond representative of the actual demographics of what this is? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and and the fact that like that's that's why I agree with you when you say like so many of the people that think that way and so many of the things they do are the most like accidentally racist racist shit because it's like they think all day every day in terms of race and and diversity and things like that to the point where they see everything through that lens and so they'll literally look at like a shoot with like a lesbian and it's like okay well you know I don't know if this particular lesbian was like very openly gay or she just happens to be a lesbian I don't know if she was like dressed in like a fucking flannel and cargo shorts or if mm-hmm. she was just like a girl who's just yeah I have a girlfriend and she's dressed like a normal straight chick I don't know but it's like you get hit with that so often and the average person including myself I'm aware that that's how particularly in production and Hollywood and things like that that stuff goes Mm -hmm. going back to our previous conversations about you know putting characters in movies and things like that it's like what actually is going on is that there are people sitting there going, no, this is not, no, we need this person to be black. We need that person to be gay. We need this person to be trans. We need that person to be. And it's usually a white dude. It's usually a white gr- dude. <laughs> or or a white probably, girl, it's yeah. probably more often a white girl. And it's like, you know that that's happening behind the scenes. And that's why it becomes frustrating when you actually see it. And that's why you can't take it seriously. There was a time back in the 90s and 2000s when if you saw uh, you know, a black guy in a commercial, you know, it was just a black guy in a commercial. And now everything is so, so immersed in the context of all this bullshit that we're talking about that like you've taken it away from us to just be able to like make a skit. Now everything has to be through that lens and you've somehow in your attempt to make things less racist, more inclusive, more just like moving past that part of our society and moving on to like a more open thing, you've made it worse. They've genuinely made it worse. And it's like, at what point do you acknowledge that and go, dude, this is silly. At what point can you not say, hey, guess what? You know who drinks Bud Light? Lower class to lower middle class, young white guys. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. There is nothing fucking wrong with that because you know who drinks Hennessy primarily or Ciroc? Black people. And you know who drinks, you know, whatever else, whatever other things, you know, white wine? White women. White women are the primary demo or, you know, or women just in general. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with just being like, hey, dude, like we're Bud Light and like the people that drink our beer, uh, they just happen to be like, I drink Bud Light. Why? Because it's cheap and I'm semi-white trash. And now when somebody comes on there and goes like, yeah, we're trying to expand out of this stupid, like fratty white guy market. It's almost an offense to me because it's like, what's wrong with me? You're saying that it's not okay if there's a beer that appeals to just shitty white guys. I'm a shitty white guy. You can identify as that. I'm a Miller High Life guy through and and through. And look, I drink Miller Light too. I drink anything with the word light next to it because I like light beer. I can drink more of it. Um, I'm drinking natural light right now. The only beer I really don't buy on purpose is Coors Light because I genuinely do think uh, it kind of does taste like wet cardboard. Uh, but I'll drink it if it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not picky when it comes to that stuff. And it's like when you have this, like you know, lo and behold, who would have guessed it? White woman 
in her early 30s or late 20s come out and be like, yeah, we're just trying to like blah, blah, blah. It's so tone deaf to what everyone's thinking to the point where you have to question, are you that out of touch with where the rest of the world is right now? Or is this on purpose? And I still can't decide. See, I think it's uh, it's akin to... Uh, I don't know, remember that Pepsi commercial where it was like Kendall Jenner at the riots and it's like a riot line versus a police line and she gives them a Pepsi and then everyone's friends. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like that out of touch. That's a good analogy, yeah. So it is an out of touchness. It's an out of touchness, but then also like it still boggles like my fucking brain. Like I feel like I got a concussion reading all the shit about people like Kid Rock like shooting Bud Light in his fucking yard being like, this is an outrage. Like, dude, if you're that mad about like a a special edition of Bud Light, like you need Mm -hmm. to reorganize your life. Yeah. And, and and that's the other, that's why I kind of think that there might be a trollish element to it because I think that when this type type of stuff happens, First of all, there wouldn't be this kind of uh, conversation or controversy surrounding it if it was a different beer that wasn't so heavily associated with a specific, like I said, you know, group of just young. But like, is Bud Light really? I associate like natural light more with like a fratty white kid. Yeah, Natty Light is definitely like fratty. I would say Bud Light's more like I'm out of college. I'm not going to drink Natty Light because I used to beer I'm bong not gonna that. I'm going to lie. I don't know anyone who drinks Bud Light. It's just like a beer that's always on special when you go to a bar. It's like it's a drinker's no beer. no one's buying it. But like it's definitely one of the more popular beers that's sold, dude. I mean, it's like it's kind of like when you go in a bar and you say a Bud Light, it's it's akin to saying, let me get a Coke. It's so like immersed in drinking bar culture that like, you know, it, it's not a beer that I would say like – people would necessarily go out and buy like as a six pack Mm -hmm. to like drink with their boys like if you were coming over my house for the super bowl i wouldn't expect you to show up with a sixer of bud light i'd probably think like like flying dog yeah or something something like a nice beer or whatever um it's the kind of beer that gets bought in quantity like bulk like an 18 pack or like a 30 pack any beer that comes in a 30 pack you know exactly what it's made for all right you don't buy heavy seas you don't yeah, buy you're not Blue doing Moon. a case race with you. Yeah. So like it is what it is and that's what it is. And it's like whenever these types of things happen, I just think that, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, this is just some person being so incredibly tone deaf and out of touch and just like thinking they're doing the right thing, but doing like such a silly thing in most people's eyes to like, no, there might have been an element to this like where this woman who's running the marketing campaign is well aware that this is going to piss off uh, their demographic and get conservatives all up in arms. Not their demographic because not every person who drinks Bud Light is a conservative. They're just like drinking young white guys. That's There's a lot of young white guys that aren't conservative. Trust me. Uh, and it's like they know that like the conservatives are going to get all up in arms and you know Kid Rock's going to make a fucking video shooting a Bud Light can and all that does is bring them more attention. So it's almost like was this an accident or are we not playing into your hand at this point being like yo let's get really mad about this 
And then now all of a sudden everybody's talking about Bud Light. And now all of a sudden Bud Light is like a statement. Like if you go to a bar and drink a Bud, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's like if you go to a bar and drink a Bud yeah, Light, like that conversation, that bo- that conversation is going to start. I'm actually up. being an ally by buying one of the the, the largest beers mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest corporation, Anheuser Busch, probably. I people are starting to think, and I can't help but agree with them that. Uh, just like what I said, it, it's, it seems to be like, once you lose the idea that it's an entirely an accident, then that's when you start to kind of contemplate other possibilities. Um, I just want to say this out of the gate, Dylan Mulvaney kind of makes a hot chick, not a super hot chick, but definitely like not kind of got the Audrey Hepburn vibe going a little bit. Like not saying that I would like, you know, trip over my, but like, it's it, of all the transitions I've seen, like it's like not bad, not you bad. Suck their tongue. <laughs> I don't even. I dude. I like. I'm so out of the loop on that shit that uh, like, cause I was talking to Joey about it today in the car, and I was like, I really don't even know what this is about. Like, I literally thought it was just that they put like a rainbow on the Bud Light can, and that's what people were pissed off about. I don't even know who the fuck Dylan Mulvaney is. Did he show you the uh, video at any point? No. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up. The only video I pulled up was uh, apparently like this high school football coach in Atlanta like self-snitched as being a, a racist. <laughs> and I always brought it up when we're talking about Mel Gibson because he basically did the Mel Gibson to himself. He like he made Snapchats like driving through Atlanta, being like, I don't, "I've been driving around for thirty minutes, and I have yet to see another white person. They've <laughs> taken over Atlanta, and they can have it. <laughs> I'm not coming back here." Where? How? How is this so hard to fucking pull up? Why is but why is it so light, bud? <laughs> Are you saying lighten the loafers? Because that's what it seems like. Come on, dog. Show the fucking video, please. Unreal. Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Anheuser-Busch this week became the latest company to face backlash from conservatives like singer Kid Rock, who posted a video of himself shooting a rifle at packs of beer. Insane. It comes after Bud Light Beer's sponsorship of transgender activist and TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney. I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month. Mulvaney posted a video of herself with several cans of Bud Light on Instagram last weekend to promote a contest tied to the March Madness College basketball tournament, showing a special beer can commemorating her 365 Days of Girlhood TikTok series. And Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. While some conservatives have called for a so boycott wait, of the So this on. isn't even like a nat, this is like a, this yeah. isn't even a real thing. Like yeah. that's probably not even going into stores. Yes. That was just a commemorative thing mm-hmm. for them. Which is why I think this whole thing is a fucking hoax. Yeah, what the fuck? It's a fucking hoax. So are people... So wait. I'm so confused. 
What? Like, did the did the pride cans like come out a couple months early by accident? Like, what what is that thing? Wasn't about? Pride? Isn't March Pride or is that June? No, June is Pride. March is Women's History Month. Oh, then maybe that's what it was. But why would they have a rainbow for Women's History Month? Because I kept seeing cans of Bud Light with like rainbow shit on it. But was that literally just like last year's Pride can, or did like this year's Pride can come out early? Because if people are just mad that Bud Light like sent a famous person mm-hmm. promotional material to get free advertising from them, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like the whole thing. God. That's why it's like. But then again, it's like, so maybe, is it the rainbow thing then? Is that what it is? Is that all it is? I'm so fucking confused now. Is Kid Rock mad Bud Light didn't send him cans of Bud Light with his face on it? Like, is that what it comes down to? Could be. It could be that. fuck? Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saying. It's like, see, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, like, uh, they're, like, I don't know what this whole marketing campaign is... Because that didn't even look like a campaign. That just looked like like they put shit up on their personal Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or TikTok or whatever. And you know, now that I'm thinking more about it, it kind of seems like it's like, uh, yeah, there was probably some like chick that works in the marketing department that was like, let's just... Let's just send it to Dylan Mulvaney. And yeah, then look, be like, I put their face on it and we can send it to her. And it's not like, you know, it's not, yeah, like kind of like how like, you know, your brother will do with McCormick where they just like make like a hot sauce, you know, and send yeah. it to like, you know, Whoever, Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cayenne pepper is gay. <laughs> just shooting canisters of cayenne ah, it's getting in my eyes it's turning my eyes gay it's making me cry <laughs> yeah now okay so now you got me thinking and we've got the world thinking this whole Peter thing angelos is gonna get to the bottom of this after he hears this week's up this whole situation in every sense of the word is gay it's gay because in the early 2000s in the early 2000s way yeah caring about this is gay yeah and maybe that's the dramatic irony of bud light maybe this is the most genius thing bud light has ever done because now they're gonna post they're gonna do this thing dylan mulvaney's gonna do the thing and then everybody's gonna get pissed off that would get pissed off and then everybody who wouldn't get pissed off is not going to care yeah and then it's going to become like i said like some type of like thing and they are getting massive amounts of attention and then when you look into it you realize that actually this is one fucking nothing tiktok video that dylan mulvaney made if anything it just exposes kid rock as a dylan mulvaney fan i think that is the main thing like how many of these people that are pissed off found out about this because they follow Dylan Mulvaney on TikTok. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I wow. don't get this. I don't get this. Yeah, it's... I mean, look, I think it's a testament to two things. The news cycle, it's been kind of light lately. Mm-hmm. The other biggest possible imaginable issue that you may or may not have come across, another hack talking point, was the whole like controversy after... 
the women's basketball finals. Did you see that? Oh, with like the ooh, yeah, can't like, see me, you can't see yeah. me. And there were a lot of good points made on both sides. I gotta say, it was one of those things. Well, I, I mean, just, like, like they really kind of fucking kind of showed their cards of being like, oh, it's it's so it's competitive when uh, this white girl does it, but it's classless and mm-hmm. ghetto and gross when this black girl does it. And I'm gonna be real, she's from Baltimore. I'm riding Baltimore all day. That is true. She did go to Maryland. Yeah. And um, like, but again, there's there's things, there's all kinds of different things. And this is what frustrates me is like you if you if you get all the details, which I don't claim to have all the details, there are some false comparisons made. Like, I'm pretty sure the video of Caitlin Clark from Iowa doing it mm-hmm. isn't even from the same game. And it's also like Well, she, apparently she's been doing it all season too. Yeah. And then she did it to Angela. And then I don't think she did it to Angela, though. I think she did. And I then think she, and then to fucking, you know, prove a point like it was to intimidate that team. Mm-hmm. But then they started fucking stomping them. And it was like, yeah, what now, bitch? Like, what yeah. now? That's better now, than them, like throwing blows. Now. Now, again, this is this is we wander into the territory of this being another very gay conversation to even have. But. My understanding of the situation is, uh, and I could be wrong, but my understanding of the situation is that Caitlin Clark has kind of been doing that whole thing, mm-hmm. but the the picture that they keep showing when she did it was not from that game, mm. and it, I, to my understanding, she didn't do that during that game, and so, and also, you know, because you have to be like, I agree with you that like it kind of does expose the kind of double standards a little bit of how we perceive different people doing different things. But at the same time, you can't get lost in the weeds of making false equivalencies to the point where it goes like, uh, okay, one person like casually just does a gesture to like her own bench, not directly to another player or like, not like in a, like, let me follow you around with it in a different game. And then in the championship game, another player is like following her around the fucking court, pointing at a ring and doing the thing and like following around as she's trying to get away. That is a different thing. Um, I think the bigger case here is two things. Uh, A, people are correct when they say this would not be a conversation probably if this were men. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that. I do. This is like standard like decorum in male sports. It's the equivalent of trash talk in male sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, I mu- I feel the need to to reiterate that. I mean, also, it's on top on top of that, then like, you know, uh, Jill Biden was trying to invite both teams to the to congratulate them, which is like unheard of. Yeah, but I honestly kind of agree with it because that was the other thing I was going to say is like, and you, you know me. There's I mean, very that's few, pretty disrespectful. There's very few times in my life when I'm going to say that uh, I am in full support of the Bidens in their decision making. But I kind of understand. And, and again, you have to be willing to look at this from a lens that's bigger than like what they want you to think. Because again, it's so easy to get caught up in, and you don't even realize how caught up in the narrative you are. Like we just realized together at the same time after my internet finally loaded mm-hmm. that like this whole Bud Light thing is really 
Like we both, like they scammed free promo off yeah. of Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. And then they got the free press out of it from the outrage. So it's much like, it's much like in kind of the way politics as a whole works, especially in America where we're kind of become a two party system, even though that's not how the country was imagined. Democrats and Republicans where they, the people in power kind of give you the two choices to make. And those become the only two points to defend. Mm-hmm. And so you're either on this side or that side. When in reality, it's not really like, it's kind of like, what if the, the the real answer to this question isn't necessarily either one of those things? Like, you can, you can believe that, um, like I said, I believe that uh, the LSU girls thing that she did was more egregious than what Caitlin Clark did per, specifically because it was directed at her it was it was maintained over the course of time i also believe that it might have been a one day espn topic but it wouldn't have been a massive controversy the way it has become if this was men's sports i believe mm-hmm. that too i also believe that um yeah it is true that traditionally you don't invite both championship teams to the White House. But I also believe that if there's one thing that could be said about this year is as someone who's been following men's March Madness and gambling and all kinds of stuff, nobody has talked about the men's game at all. There has never been a time in history when the women's national championship has been more heavily discussed and more Mm -hmm. controversial and more of a cultural thing than the men's championship. And that is a testament to what all those girls did this year. Because Mm -hmm. what they did for the first time ever was actually make women's basketball relevant. And that sounds like a shitty thing to say, but it's true. And I'm here for it. I always, I tell a story all the time when I was into women's basketball, when I was in middle school, when Maryland went to the championship, and that girl who wound up, who I really liked, and then she actually wound up becoming a D1 lacrosse player, was like, Jimmy, no one cares about women's sports. And like, it was kind of embarrassing for me because it's like, oh you don't even care about women's sports. You play women's sports. And it's like, so like it is absolutely true that regardless of what you think about Iowa or LSU or Caitlin Clark or what is it, Angela Reese or whatever, Something, like I don't think it's a, I, I almost am leaning towards, again, this could be Jill Biden Again, kind of in the same thing, being a little tone deaf to all the surrounding controversy and being like, well, I'm the first lady. Women's basketball is very popular this year and people are paying attention. And I want to invite both teams to the White House to kind of celebrate like all the contributions that all the, that both teams made to the sport. Um, I think this would be massively different, again, if this is a men's game and they invited both teams because it's like, OK, like everybody already cares about the college men's championship. Like. This is a stupid controversy, and yes, you would be making a very defined statement to invite both teams, if even though only one won the championship. Yeah, but do you want them fucking doing this at the White House? It's just kind of like, again, it's like, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not trying to read people's minds and see where everybody's coming from, but again, it's like, you kind of have to be willing to entertain that, like, if you're on the side that thinks that this is an obvious racist double standard, it's like, you can't you're fine to have that opinion, but you also should be willing to acknowledge that uh, to to try to make a comparison and say that the the things that both girls did was equal 
it's not it's not the same and so it's mm. dishonest to try to pretend it is to also, prove your point i think um i'm gonna say no to that i'm gonna say bad jimmy <laughs> I'm going to say it is a racist double standard. And the only reason people are paying attention to the women's sports this time is because that's more avenues for sports betting, which is like a plague on America right now. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, come on. The man. only reason people are paying attention to these small minor sports. And I'm going to, and I, you know what? Hate me all you want for saying that. But it's sports betting. People just want to fucking bet on shit. Maybe. Maybe. People are more invested because there's an opportunity to either make money or whatever. You know what I mean? Perhaps. Like, it's more interesting because you are betting. Well, yeah, but that's why any sport is interesting. Or you're horny, most like you yeah. were in middle school. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to say that is completely not the case. But I think there is something to be said that ESPN did actually give a lot of airtime to women's basketball this year, more so than they ever have in the past. And that uh, even though um, Iowa didn't wind up winning the championship, a lot of people were kind of brought into watching that tournament because of that team. And I just think that there needs to be some room for consideration in that, like, yes, this is an annoying controversy. And there are many possible opinions to be had that none of which are necessarily wrong. The only things that I don't like is I don't like when certain parts of the story and certain details about the exact chain of events are left out purposely, purposefully to prove one side or the other. So I think it's dishonest when people try to say, well, most of the reactions were because people weren't following it. You are right. Mm -hmm. But the knee-jerk reactions of people just watching the finals and being like this fucking, this disgusting human being, I can't believe she's doing this, yada, 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 without knowing the context that, you know, whatever, Caitlin Clark was doing it all season long. And they really only cared about it once Angela did it, Angela Reese. Yeah. That's, that's where, you know, as an outsider looking in and just seeing... Like, literally, like, you know, everyone, like, fucking from, like, Dave Portnoy was like, this fucking absolute monster of a human being. It's like, bitch, go make more money off of gambling and eating pizza. <laughs> well, I think they're all fair points all around. I, uh, again, I think that it's, uh, much like the Bud Light thing, it's, it's, it's like, all this does is wind up bringing more attention to the sport. Um, and ultimately, uh, I don't know, I, I just genuinely, like, I just don't think it's as big of a deal in either case as people want to make it. I don't like, you know, no, I don't think whenever I don't think the actions of the players were a big deal at all. I completely agree with that point, but I just think... Because even your point, like, about, like, yeah, and that's a good point in that, like, yeah, People, a lot of people who weren't watching the rest of the season probably only saw the finals. Yeah. I didn't even see the finals. I didn't see any of it. So, so yeah, obviously in any sport, the, the biggest, the most watched game is going to be the finals, especially in women's basketball. Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot of people that are just watching regular season women's basketball or round two of March Madness basketball for women's tournament. So, like, yeah, the they vast. They actually call it March Midness. March Midness. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so it's like, yeah, so it could also be, and again, this is just another possibility. It could be that people's first exposure to the sport was seeing uh, the LSU chick doing that and not being familiar with the context of what Caitlin Clark had done in the past. Mm-hmm. And again, that also says that, hey, maybe not every single thing that happens that involves two people of different skin colors can be summed up to a racial narrative. I, I kind of get annoyed that like, Instead, like in my opinion, the racial narrative should be in consideration, but only after you've disposed of every other possible option. Because I think it's an unhealthy place to be as a society where any time there's, uh, you know, a white person and a black person involved in any capacity, the first knee-jerk reaction is to bring up the race narrative. I think that it, it's it's dishonest, and then it it actually leads to more division. It really does. And so it's like, it's kind of like what I always talk about with, um, you know, getting pulled over when I was younger. Like I used to get pulled over all the fucking time. And uh, because I was either speeding or something or a headlight was out because I'm fucking 21 and I'm an idiot. And so you get pulled over, the cops a fucking dick to you. And because uh, I'm not black and because it's not a thing in this country that I was going to be like, oh, he, that cop was a dick because I'm fucking white my only possible logical explanation for why that cop was a dick to me was because he's just a fucking dick. However, if you replace the exact same story with uh, a black guy, black me, then that exact same interaction could have happened. That exact same thing where the cop pulls me over and he's like, yeah, we can only release the car to a registered owner. So we got to tow it. And I'm like, well, my mom lives right down the street. She's on the registration. It's right here. He's like, no, we're towing it. And you're like, you fucking dick. And it's like, I'm sitting there going like, wow, This obviously isn't because I'm white. Maybe it's because I'm young. I don't know. But Mm. all over, it could just be that this cop is a fucking douchebag. But if I was black, I can almost guarantee you that that would be one of the stories that I tell when I talk to white people about how, you know, black people are treated by the police. And what I take away from that is saying, like, look, if you if you haven't dispelled of every other option and your first knee jerk reaction is to immediately go, look, if two people were treated differently in a situation, we're going to ignore the fact that it wasn't in the same game. We're going to ignore the fact that it wasn't in the same capacity. We're going to ignore the fact that one was in the finals and one was in a game that nobody was watching. And we're just going to jump immediately to people hate black people in this country. And it's like, okay, that's a possibility, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the truth. And it seems kind of unhealthy as a country to be in a place where whenever that stuff happens, it's the immediate, it's the immediate explanation. And there's no, anybody who argues against it is now like, oh, you're just trying to play defense. It's like, no, I'm trying to play defense for the idea that maybe we're not as horrible as a society as people want to believe we are. And actually, I think we've evolved a lot in this country racially. I think it's kind of, you know, when you consider that like the most popular artists in the country, the most popular genre is hip hop, you know, so many of the most popular directors and actors are black. It's like, it's not exactly like we exist in this like apartheid-esque country where we don't like black people. So it's like, yeah. And, and to be honest, unfortunately, another real reality of that situation is if the roles reversed, it would never once cross anybody's mind to bring in the racial aspect. It would just be, Wow. You know, we'd think of every other possibility to explain it because the race wouldn't be on the table. Yeah, but also it's not uh, its not the girls saying there's racist agenda to it. Yeah, I'm not you know saying that I mean? Angela Reese is saying it's racist, even yeah. though she is. I mean, she is kind of saying it now I mean, yeah, after the fact. But after the fact, but, but that was also after 
like uh let's see like just people being like classless piece of sh- piece of shit what a fucking idiot what a fucking idiot uh da 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 like thug ghetto unprofessional bad for the sport carried fake champion as opposed to when the other person does it and they're like queen competitive yeah good for the sport champions in our heart you know what i mean like yeah. that's the kind of shit where you're like okay this is a little skewed well yeah and don't get me wrong there are racist people but also there's racist people on every side of the fucking fence. Oh, yeah. You can go on that Twitter thread and people are like, yeah, when plain Jane doesn't. I remember I, I saw this black woman say that in the comments and it just made me think like, you want to talk about double standards? It's like, that's a double standard. It's a double standard that you can come in the comments and and kind of like ad hoc, at will, at liberty. It's totally socially acceptable to like make, like call, like obviously calling the white girl plain Jane is is racially loaded. Obviously, that's loaded. Obviously, it's based on the idea that, like, yeah, white people don't have any fucking flavor. You know, you're just like fucking basic ass white bitch. And like, well, when she does it, it's okay. But it's like, if a, it, like you can't. I mean, it's more just a play on words of kind plain, of. But like, like why do you Jane. lean? I it, mean, you call a you know, uh, I know this from ASAP Ferg, but a factory Rolex is called a plain Jane because you don't put diamonds in it and you don't you know fuck with any of you don't add extra uh, shit to it yeah but is that why she called her that i mean this is just a random person i'm referring to so i can't speak for why she said it but i'm just kind of speaking more towards like it's like you know the kind of contempt does go both ways if she called caitlin clark clark a fucking you know chicken cutlet or whatever the fuck (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but also that's funny it's also kind of funny yeah it is funny and i don't mind like dude i don't mind the like I don't. I don't mind. But that's calling her a chicken cutlet is different than calling Angela Reese or whatever a fucking nappy-headed hoe mm-hmm. per Dom Imus. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's been a uh, undercurrent of sports for a while. Like it's mm-hmm. not out of nowhere, and it's not like this is new. Mm-hmm. That's where my argument comes from. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm not trying to like you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like, you're fucking wrong, but I'm just trying to be like, you got to understand, this isn't the first time this has ever happened. Oh, yeah, totally. And I totally see your point. And I guess I was more going towards the thing. It's like, yeah, there are reasons. It's not for no reason that, you know, uh, certain racism is more accepted than other racism. Uh, It's certainly justifiable. But I've always kind of been in the boat where like in an ideal world, my ideal society in terms of like racism is like <laughs> my ideal kind of racism <laughs> kind of i kind of you know i think i genuinely believe that that american culture kind of hit its peak as in terms of how we dealt with race in the early 2000s in terms of culturally how it was accepted and like you would have movies like harold and kumar where they would just make a movie and like something that was so beautiful about that movie was like the lead characters was like the Asian guy, the Korean guy or whatever he is mm-hmm. and Kumar who's like Indian. And then they just had like the Jewish friend and like his family just lived up and to an exaggerated version of like every Jew stereotype. Yeah. And they go to the black neighborhood and like he opens up the can of grape, so- grape soda and he's like, you're not going to tell me. And he pops the thing and he starts pouring it and all the neighbors, all the black hood is like, no, 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 no. It's like that shit. Like nowadays, if you were to make that shit, people would think it was like really bad but in a way 
I kind of liked the fact like you had Chappelle's show, for instance, where he would go on and do like the racial draft. Mm-hmm. And that was such a good skit because you have like Dave Chappelle like being the white guys like, oh, well, you that's malarkey. And it's like it was fun that we kind of for a brief period in time. And obviously, yeah, there are improvements can be made upon it. You watch a movie from the 2000s and like a lot of the black women, especially in those movies, were just like super played up stereotypes of like black mm-hmm. women, like being like the angry you know, black woman and things. It's like, yeah, there are improvements being made, but now I feel like we've gotten to a point where like no racism is funny. I think some racism is funny and, and it's kind of like, it's like, I almost feel like it was more unifying when we could just kind of all make fun of each other, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm dropping the whole women's basketball thing, kind of carry on to a new thing here. Not a big thing, but like, it's just a thing that I've noticed that like, it seems like, it's very allowed to go one way and not the other way. And I genuinely don't know. I feel like kind of the prevailing thought of belief from a lot of people on that side of the equation think that it's like, okay, so uh, there is a history of racism in this country of white on black racism and discrimination. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nobody's denying that. The only way to correct that uh, is not to let things equal out. And now we're all on the same playing field. The only way to correct it is to to go the other way with it. And now you can have everybody shitting on white people and things like that. But, you know, and I also think the idea of punching down is racist. And again, like when we talk about like how a lot of people that think that way, like the woke people, you know, a lot of it is like accidental racism or like like unintended racism is because. Even the idea of punching down is a racist concept to me. It's racist to because the idea of punching down implies that you're above them. Like for me to say, like if I were to say, dude, I, I would I would roast you right now, but I don't want to punch down. That is implying that I view myself as better than you. Yeah. It's implying that like we're not equal. Like you can make fun of me because I'm obviously better than you. Yeah. But like if I make fun of you, it's just sad. That would be like me picking on a crippled person or something. It's like mm-hmm. even the idea of punching down carries with it this implicit uh, ideology that there are still groups of people that are better and higher up and that anybody who's below can punch up but anybody who's above cannot punch down so if you're this person you can make fun of these people these people but you can't make fun of you know blah 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 and it's like I don't see if the goal here is ultimately to get to a place as a society where and it's hard to imagine it really is hard to imagine a place where we go where this stuff is out the window where everybody's just a person. And I know that's going to take a while. And I know that like, it seems as you're thinking like, you know, not you, but like people might be like, well, you know, it's been like this many years since, you know, civil rights act and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but think about it on the grand scheme of things, dude, like in the grand scheme of things, like women were just allowed to vote like a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, black people literally were allowed to like, in certain parts of the country integrate into white parts of the country, like in our parents' lifetime. Like it's not that far away, even though one lifetime to us seems like a long time. It's like, it's not when you consider how long the world's been around. The other thing that I think people need to realize is like, it's like that it's been like that and it's been going every which direction all the fucking time. So you can't then go like, okay, so like, you know, even when people talk about like with the Native Americans and stuff, it's like we stole this land. It's like, well, every 
every land yeah, was you stolen. Stole from, this land yeah, you from stole other it. Native Americans. What did you just spawn out of the fucking ground like fucking Halo or Call of Duty? You just like came out of a fucking rose bush and were like, "This is my land." It's like every group of people has been migrating around, fighting for resources, conquering each other. You know, enslaving, raping, pillaging other groups of people. It's human nature, and I think the mistake that we make now is we go. Okay, so like when we talk about like colonization, it's like, yeah, that's fucking Europeans. That's white people. It's like, really? Is that, are we the only fucking people that have ever colonized? Are we the only people that ever fucking did that? It's like, China is actively colonizing Africa right now. Yeah, yeah. And there are people, there are groups of people in Africa that are actively colonizing other parts of Africa and actively ruling over other groups of people. It's like, this is just a human thing. And as soon as you start to entertain it as a human thing, as opposed to a racial group thing, then we might actually have a chance of beating racism. But again, I don't know if I want to beat it because sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's a little funny. Sue me. Sometimes it's fun to sit with your black friends and they joke about you being Greek and you joke about them being black. And you know what? Those are my closest fucking friends. And I don't know how you could be close with somebody where you can't, you, I, I, can't to be genuinely close. Yeah. yeah. To have, to, to roast and stuff like that. You know, it's just, you know, that's my ideal world. You don't have to agree with it, but my ideal world is we're all on the same fucking page, you know, and I don't know how to get there and you know, it might be a while, but, uh, other than that, um, I got nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing. I got to piss so bad. Yeah, let, let's take a piss break. Uh, you go. I'll drop a sponsor. We'll take a piss. And I just want to talk about one last thing, and we'll go. Uh, guys, this week's podcast is brought to you by Bud Light. Bud Light, the official sponsor of what well, used to be me and other people like me. Low class, technically an alcoholic on paper, but who's counting? I've always thought that was kind of bullshit. You know, they they kind of like I don't like that they have like a um like a number, a set number of how many beers you drink a week or how many drinks you have. What is it? Like 14. If you drink 14 drinks a week, more than that, you're an alcoholic. Which amounts to two a day. My personal opinion is that's not hard. Even if you average it out, that's two drinks a day. I don't necessarily know of any uh, you know, trembling, dysfunctional, uh, you know, life ruining, job losing, wife beating, uh, you know, family abandoning alcoholics that are just a slave to, to to two beers a day. I don't know if that exists. I also feel like even if you spread it out a little bit and just or or did the opposite of spreading it out and put it all in a weekend and said, okay, uh. Well, I don't drink Monday through Thursday, but Friday, but the weekends I go hard. So Friday and Saturday I go hard. It's like, oh no, you mean to tell me you're sober Monday through Thursday and then on Friday you have seven beers and then Saturday or Sunday you have seven or maybe you have three and a half and then three and a half. That's just called going out. That's called going out. Do you know how easy it is to drink 14 drinks? Every time you drink a bomb, that's one. A shot, that's one. A vodka soda. 14 drinks? You're an alcoholic? I think it should depend. Like, if I was a 300-pound guy, you know, two two beers a day? Eric's just joining us. I was defending uh, that 
that the current metric of alcoholism is not real. They say if you have 14 drinks a week, you're an alcoholic. Whoops. 14 drinks a week is two beers a day. So why is Siri listening to this? (laughs) Siri's Uh, popped up on your computer. (laughs) That's so scary. Hey, Siri, do you have 14? That's what my Siri is asking me right now. Yes, I do, Siri. No, you can't. Actually, Siri, no, you can't help us. Siri doesn't have an answer for that, folks. Why? Because there is no answer for it. Uh, but yeah, Bud Light is the official beer of people that might be alcoholics, but only on paper. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'm going to take a piss and let you have our next sponsor break. All right, guys. While Jimmy's taking the piss out out there, uh, you know, fist by fist, he's just gathering the piss out of his body. Uh, throwing it onto the ground because we don't have working plumbing in the studio. Uh, while he's knee-deep in piss out there, I just want to talk to you guys about our our latest sponsor, uh, which is the number two pencil, the unsung hero of academia. Uh, when you think of going to school, you're not thinking about a Bic pen. You're not thinking about a click a click ballpoint. You're not thinking about a uh, you know one of those goddamn astronaut pens. You're thinking about the humble number two pencil. And you know what? His his cousin, the mechanical pencil. Let's throw him in there as well. The unsung heroes of academia. Uh, a piece of lead and a piece of wood. Nothing simpler than that. Uh, you know. I've seen people get their their first tattoos with one of these things before unintentionally. And you know what? No Scantron would ever have been... I don't know where I'm fucking going with this. <laughs> Who's our sponsor? Number two pencil. Oh, number two pencil. <laughs> uh, one of the few times in history where the sequel definitely beat out the original. Agreed. It's like Godfather 2. It is uh, number 2 pencil, such a prolific Spider-Man 2. Iteration of the pencil that we don't even know what a number 1 pencil is. Mm-hmm. What is the number 1 pencil? What was the number 1? What was it? Because I don't I always I I honestly would love to know that. I would love to know just what even it's just the lead with no wood around. Yeah, it. maybe it's like one of those. You know what I think a number one pencil might be? Hmm. You know those like uh, either like a contractor's pencil where they like they're marking it's like just drywall like charcoal. Yeah, or like one of those art pencils that might be number one. Mm. But the number two, I mean, you can't beat it. Where can't is it? Where's our number two, two pencil? It's right here, right oh, here on the table. Is. There it is. That's what our sponsor sent us. The number two, no eraser, a Ticonderoga. That's the big, the big brand of number twos. Wow. They don't ever tell you that. When you think of number two, hopefully <laughs> you're not going straight to the bathroom. <laughs> you're grabbing yourself a Ticonderoga number two pencil. They don't really tell you uh, in school that once you're out of school, you will never use a pencil again. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's done. Yeah, pencils aren't even convenient in you the spend, adult world. You spend your life writing almost exclusively with a pencil and then when you graduate school you never see one again you never use one again i can't remember the last time i wrote something in pencil i wish i i had more pencils 
Me too. I'm not gonna lie. I wish I had the capacity to just erase stuff. But maybe that's because when you're an adult, it's a symbol, it's symbolic for being an adult. Because when you're an adult, everything goes on your permanent record, just like the quarter life crisis we were talking about. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, you can make mistakes. People write you off, oh, you're just a kid. You're just a kid. You'll grow up. You'll get better. You'll learn. When you're an adult, everything you do, in the words of Gladiator, echoes in eternity. And that's why when you're 24 and you have your quarter life crisis, you realize, yo, this is me. There's no more flipping the pencil over and erasing it. This is just it. Mm -hmm. Everything I do goes on my permanent record. So shouts out to pencils because it's really just a reminder of childhood. It's a reminder of just being able to write something and being like, I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. I fucked up. Let me erase it. Um, speaking what was, of, what was the last thing that you wanted? Oh to Oh yeah, speaking of being an adult, uh, tax season, baby. Mm-hmm. The tax man cometh to collect his due. April eighteenth, folks. Yeah, I thought I was gonna get a big uh, kickback this year. Yeah, good luck, pal. Which one? Because you, uh, you know, bought a house in December, so I was like, ooh. Right under the under the finish line, I might get some sort of credit. Mm-hmm. I might get some sort of incentive. Uh, neither was the case. Did you have an accountant or did you just like TurboTax it? I TurboTaxed it, but apparently you can only write off uh, mortgage payment stuff. And I didn't start paying mortgage until like March wow. or February this year. So wow. maybe next tax season i'll be able to you know make some magic happen but nothing crazy this year are you refund are you w2 with joey okay Mm -hmm. so you have taxes withheld throughout the year yeah for sure so So, like you did get a refund i got a refund but like half of it went to buying TurboTax at the end of doing my taxes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i gotta say every year i do my taxes i i realize just how preposterous the system is Mm mm-hmm uh, I really thought that, you know, cause I, I owe the government money at the end of every year. Mm-hmm. Some, for some people, tax season is a great time because you fill out your paperwork and then you see big bucks, no whammies. How much am I getting back? I have the opposite. Yeah, I have $30. How much do I owe <laughs> uncle Sam this Oof. year? Because I'm supposed to so do, do quarterly payments or whatever I'm supposed it is. to. Uh-huh. But basically if you, if you only owe estimated taxes, if at the end of the year, you think that you're going to wind up owing more than $1,000 in taxes. Mm -hmm. And I bought a lot of shit this year. I bought a $4,000 guitar. I bought a $2,000 computer right there. There I had various other expenses. Gas was through the roof during summer. I have receipts uh, from filling up my car, which I use for business. Mm -hmm. Uh, $85 for a tank. That shit adds up when you're deducting... Yeah, if I was on top of my shit, I would maybe be able to deduct a bunch of shit, but... But as a W-2, you can't. I'm lazy as hell. If you were like as a W two, I think that you're just kind of like, yeah. But that's why you get the refund. Mm-hmm. And then as a ten ninety nine guy, uh, I'm supposed to be just guessing throughout the year how mm-hmm. much I foresee myself owing. And literally, it's such a ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous system when you think about how you. It's just like it's like yo, it's tax season. Um, how much do I owe you? And they're like, I don't know. But if you fuck up, you're going to jail. Yeah, that is pretty. It's like, what? How do I know? 
And then the whole job of tax season is to try to figure out the better you are at figuring out loopholes, the more money you save. It's like a, it's like a fucking, it's like a, a obstacle course. You go on TurboTax and it's like, you're just looking into every possible deduction. I realized I could, I could deduct uh, a portion of my rent because I use part of my home as a home office. Mm. Uh, I can deduct studio rent. I can deduct all kinds of stuff. Not all that stuff is new, but like some of the stuff, like apparently in 20, 2021 and 2022, any money you spend at a bar or restaurant uh, during the course of business is 100% deductible. So I'm thinking like, mm. dude, I played 200 shows last year. Jesus. I probably, at least, I mean, I, even if I get a comp tab from the restaurant, I'm still tipping the bartender at least 10, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I figured average out $20 a show for 200 shows, it's $4,000 I was able to write off. It's pretty fucking sick. Yeah. And I get to the end of it, I wound up deducting $41,000 in expenses. Ooh. And then my taxable income on paper was $3,200 for the year. <laughs> so you're at a loss. Uh, you're, in the, you're in the red. Oh, I made $3,000. <laughs> I'm in the black. <laughs> Ooh. And, uh, but I owed three, I know, I owe 3800 in taxes. What the fuck? Because of self-employment tax. Damn. Because the standard deduction is you get to deduct 12500 off of your uh, taxable income for income tax. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, because I made less than that on paper, uh, I just owe zero in income tax. Yeah. But I'm still self-employed. And so with that, oh, I you technically... pay like Social Security and Medicare and yep. all that bullshit. Yeah. Before before the deduction, my on paper earnings was like 18000 So I had to pay like 3000 in taxes on that. Mm. So I spent all night on the the conversation line with TurboTax and I wound up getting a girl that was on her first day and I was just like, look, I, look, I've been doing taxes to you guys for like, since I've been doing taxes. Um, I don't understand how I owe more in taxes than the amount I made. Mm-hmm. And she kept on trying to get me on the phone with a, like one of the people that could tell me why. And they were like, well, they say that they can't help you unless you pay for the premium thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, really? I was like, I just feel like this might be like a glitch or something. Like, I'm not, I like, I'm not asking you like, what is tax? Yeah. What is income? How do I know the difference between a deducted expense and earnings? It's like, no, I just want to make, can somebody just look at this and just be like, no, this is right. That's all I want. I just yeah. want somebody to be like, yo, this is right. And it's kind of fucked that like, shouldn't there be a baseline level of um, like, communication that you're allowed to have with the baseline it's not like it's cheap like yeah because you're already paying like a hundred bucks or something more than that for yeah. self-employed i'm paying like 250 i'm paying 250 fucking yeah, so dollars should already have the the chat line option. yeah it should be like yeah so it's like i'm thinking like okay i can understand if i was calling you up and just being like okay so basically i'm looking through i have a receipt that says like this can i write that i understand at that point now i'm yeah like if they gotta look at like an excel sheet I'm yeah, sure. You got to pay some more money, but if they're just like looking at your account, gloss over real quick. Yeah, they should be like, okay, that looks good, or no, you got to do this. Yeah, that's all. That's all. And they just wouldn't even give me that, and I was like, well, damn. So you know, I, I owe. I was able to deduce, deduct enough after I did my itemized vehicle 
shit and everything, I was able to get myself down to owing like a thousand, which still blows. Because I, mean, I really was planning on not owing anything this year. And I don't have a thousand dollars, especially since I owe Caroline a hundred. And I owe, I mean, I, I, I have it, but like, mm-hmm. I don't have it, you know? I don't have it. Like, yo, oh, a thousand? Yeah, sure. I have a thousand, like, all right, fuck, let me, let me transfer a couple. Okay, here we go. Yeah. I, that's how I have a thousand right Take now. it out of the draft, Kings, if you catch my drift. Oh, I had to do that. I had to do that. Caitlin Clark didn't pan out for me in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> I had over under three hand waves. <laughs> Blew it. No, but it's just it's just it's just fucking weird, dude. I fucking hate taxes. Um they hired 10,000 new IRS agents this year, so what you know, I had to estimate my in-home office deduction based off of the square footage. Are they going to come to my house and be like, with a fucking measuring tape? Yeah, yeah. I don't you know. claim this desk was two hundred square feet. <laughs> well, I mean, you do pace a lot. I do. Yeah, I do. It is funny because it's like so. It's so like abstract. Like mm-hmm. any. Well, and then for the most part, like you know, the upper class. They're doing the same shit, but then they they have a guy on retainer to be like, I know all the loopholes, and since I'm gaming the system to get you a bunch of money back, I'm taking 20% cut of that. Yeah, so you pay a guy. So the whole goal, every single person in the world, no matter how you feel about taxes, if you every 364 days of the year, you might be out on the streets saying, tax the rich, raise taxes, blah, 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 blah. But one day out of the year, every single person on the planet goes how much can you save me <laughs> how much can you get me back so that proves to me that we're all pretty much on the same page when it comes to taxes yeah because i'm not thrilled about writing a check for a thousand dollars uh to the government um but that's you know that's part of the game and you know what that's part of being an adult you drive around you see something going wrong I thought about this today. I thought if all 100 million working adults in this country, I don't know, I'm not just making up that number. We have 330 million people <laughs> in this country. But if all 100, let's say there's 100 million that are working, if all 100 million paid 1,000 in taxes, that'd be $100 billion. That's not bad. Probably not even close to what we need, but that's not bad. So I'm a contributing okay. member of society. So, you know. For now. For now. <laughs> we'll see how 2023 pans out, but... Yeah, I just don't want to be audited. Um, I'm not doing anything illegal, but it's scary. It's like... I mean, I think as long as you don't have... uh, Like, because you don't really have employees for what you're doing. So, like, I think since you're just self-employed and... Don't you have, like, a a business account or no? I have a band fund, but... I, I just am a sole proprietorship. I'm not like a LLC or anything. Okay. So like my all my earnings is just like self. I'm just a self-employed person. Yeah. And I send out 1099s to the mm-hmm. people that do work for me more than $600 in a year. So like John Joe, yeah. producer, shit like that. Um, and I write all that off. And like, you know, we have our own way of handling the band fund stuff. But it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, you hear that like they don't necessarily... People like to think like, oh... Th- they go after. They only go after the big wigs. Like if you're only making this much, they're not going to bother auditing you. But apparently, that's not true. No, yeah. apparently they'll like, just go ATV after. ATV got him. audited a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. See, like the thing is, is like there's so many deductions that 
even when they tell you you're allowed to do it, you feel like it's fake. Yeah. You're like, but really the general rule is anything as a self-employed person that you could reasonably connect a dot to your business, you can write off. So I'm like, gym membership? Yeah. Haircuts? Like, why not? Like, I am spending 200 nights out of the year on stage in front of people and like, yeah, hey, being in shape, you know, the shoes that I buy, looking presentable, getting a haircut, like that's all part of the job. If I showed up looking like a fucking fat homeless person to a gig, maybe that'd be cool. Maybe not. Maybe maybe they're not looking for a fat homeless, you know, unshaved slob mm. to show up and play in front of their nice dinner crowd. Maybe part of my job is to look presentable. So maybe this is a write-off. It's like, now I must hope I get audited. Now I just want to get in an argument with the IRS and show them that I have an IRS t-shirt. Mm. They might appreciate that. Might and like I might that. even write that off. There you go. I might even write off the IRS t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, guys, do your fucking taxes. Pay the man. Tune in next week. See if Jimmy gets audited. I'll be audited. See if let's see if poking the hornet's nest actually does something. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Guys, any plugs, by the way? Uh no, nah, I can't think of shit right now. Mm. Guys, stay tuned. Sophomore coming out with a new song. April 20th. That's 420, bro. That's a Thursday. Yeah. We got a song called Backtrack coming out. Now the bar bracket is done, so I can put all my energy into promoting the new single with nine days, a week out, whatever. Who cares? Um, let's yeah. promote it. Um, also, speaking of the bar bracket, stay tuned for the official release of the date for the Booze Belt Bash at Rodos in Fells Point. Come through. Uh, gonna try to get the band to play, get a couple comedians. Gonna try to make it what last year should have been. And I think we're gonna succeed this time. Uh, yes, sir. If you yes, fail sir. once, get up and try again. And if you fail twice, give it up. So we'll see what happens with that. If you fail twice, go back to Ocean City, Barbara. Yeah, we'll go back to Ocean City. We'll go back to Ocean City. Fishtails treated us better than that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at Jimmy Seleski, at Eric Glazer, cross the board, at Sophomore MD, and of course, at LFTS Podcast on everything. Till next week, folks. Peace. Peace.